<laughs> that hurt. <laughs> More verticality. Recording in progress. All right. Uh all right. Well, <laughs> red card. I'm trying to like blend in with that. All right. You know, like hit it at the same time so it sounds natural. The recording in progress. But then, you know, it's kind of like if I did that every single show, let's say we lose a game, I'm not going to start the show with, all right. I'm going to start with, oh, God. Yeah. Like, all right, folks, welcome to the show, that kind of thing. So, uh, oh, this is what I probably should ignore the comments, but I want to click them on, and I just did. And um, by the way, Jesse Marsh lost this weekend. I'm sure most of you know that, but not sure it was like all his fault. And we'll get into that in the second segment, but this is the live segment. Um, Loved it how my uh, my daughter decided to wait till we started the show. We were on here for about 20 minutes before the show, and she came up. Literally, as you're like, all right. <laughs> of course, it's perfect timing. Uh, I do want to say before we start the show, this whole um, so you know how I was uh, watching some of these videos with the toad that eats the toad that eats the toad. Well, this new and I didn't watch it all because I'm like, I can't watch this. This is disgusting. Some guys putting three toads in an aquarium. One is bigger than the other, then the other's bigger than the other. So he has the small little toad get eaten by the big toad, and then they throws a giant toad in there, and he eats the other toad that just ate the small toad. It's just, come on, dude, let's leave these fucking frogs alone. Let, if they got to do that in, in, you know, in nature, let them do it. But otherwise, can we not do it? This is the worst one yet, and I didn't even watch it. So I hope the turtle survived. It is a YouTube video called Turtle versus Shredder. Turtle versus Shredder. Fucking horrible. I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid too. No, a shredder, like a grinder, a meat yes. grinder. Yes, the shredder. Yeah, he's got little blades and, and all these little cods <laughs> and shit. And when you throw something in it, it crushes it and grinds it into a pulp. So, how somebody can, I hopefully the turtle survived. I guess the whole point was to hopefully point out how amazing turtle shells are. So, but tonight, folks, we are going to try to predict. Greg's idea of who he is bringing into the 27-man roster that we are predicting. Hey, we're right the other times we said that, so pretty, or at least pretty damn close. We're close. It was like, well, there was 27 one time, and then one guy got had a testicle fall off, and then it was down to 26 or something like that. So um, there's that, and uh, we've got a lot to cover here or maybe we don't we got your questions to, to take as well so there's that um greg is greg is the rain man if he sucked at math greg is like rain man if he yeah. sucked at math. <laughs> all righty oh by the way i made the big soccer show or the best soccer show this weekend that's right. You mentioned that. I forgot to go look at it. Yeah. So I put, there was like 30 seconds left in the show and they were talking about Breck Shea. And I said, yeah, they used to re, re, uh, refer to Breck Shea at SC Dallas um, as the uh, Playboy Llama. And he liked that. The Playboy Llama. 
if A, he looks like a llama, and B, he was a playboy. People don't know this, but behind the scenes, I think he had to flop roommates two or three times because he would get home. I mean, his teammates were his roommates. Um, that's how they did it at FC Dallas for a while. And he would bring girls home kind of late at night. And uh, they'd be up all night keeping his teammates up. So they're like, I don't want to live with Breck Shea. He's just, he's a wild man. Don't want to, I don't want to be his, his roommate anymore. Um, Very aggressive Monopoly players, I swear. Okay. All right. So do we have any questions? Collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, they weren't playing that kind of monopoly. Um, so let's go jump to the goalkeepers, folks, because you know this is where things get rough, right? Uh, because it's very possible that Turner throws his dick off in the uh, the cold ball game. Because no one will talk about what his injury is, um, they won't reveal what it is. So I'm just assuming since it was called freakish or a freak injury, I hope that's not a big deal. I, I, but, you know, right now we got to assume he's not going to be on the team. Stefan, he's still out. Um, so we got to assume that he may not make this window either. And that's how we went into this. Um, we had to assume those things. And so our goalkeeper picks, as you can see them, are Ethan Horvath, who's now played four games in a row for Nottingham Force, including the FA, the FA Cup uh, game today. Um, Mighton didn't play, though, for Nottingham Force, but Horvath, um, they won Mighton the game. Played, has like Mighton two, played two, much two. recently? Who? Mighton? Yeah. No. Since he's come back from injury, he kind of like lost his spot in the yeah. rotation. So... Um, I don't know what that. I know people were excited that he might pick us, and really, he's got no choice but to pick us. <laughs> Pretty I much. Mean, I mean, if he had a smaller country to pick, he might pick that. So, Ethan Horvath is the man. Played good today. Yes, he's played good in every single game. In fact, Cooper, the manager, said, "Yeah, Ethan's making it really hard for me when Samba is back to pick a different goalkeeper." Um, and Samba is back. He was on the bench today where Ethan Horvath usually sits for even cup games. So uh, Horvath got to play. That's a that's a big plus. Um, Sean Johnson, I think, is going to have to be your second pick. Yeah. I mean, you could come up with some other names, but we're trying to predict what Greg's going to do, right? So he's not going to just go out there and whip some dude off the field who's barely played for us. So he's going to want the guys that have been in camp, and that's probably why we picked Gabriel Slonina as well. Um, young kid, he's yeah, not going to yeah. play, but you know. I mean, they, yeah, there's there's a num there's a number of other potential MLS goalkeepers that would probably be better suited than Slonina at this point. Even though I'm, I'm a big Slonina cheerleader here, but uh, I'm where I only included him primarily because he was he was on a on the last window roster. Now, mind you, they brought a fourth goalkeeper, of course. A goalkeeper that would never see playing time, you know, you might as well start incorporating him into the system as a whole. Plus, I mean, there's obviously the interest for Poland with him, but I'm, I'm not saying there's there was a lot of talk, there was a lot of talk on Twitter, you know, the uh, should Slanina start at Azteca? What do you think about that? I'm like, no chance. There's no chance, none no. whatsoever, guys. He's got he's got like he's got like seven to ten games under his belt as a professional. Um, he's more than happy to get uh, to accept a call up. Um, but yeah, he has a lot of work to go guys. He's 17 years old. Yeah. 
that's fetus age in goalkeepers. He's got a long ways to go. Um, so I think that's the goalkeepers. Do we have any questions about that? Do we get more defensive to overcompensate our goalkeep issue? No, I don't think so. And I think it's Andrew B. I don't think so, Andrew. Um, I think Greg's going to play. Greg's going to Greg. I, I just don't see it. I really don't. Uh, like the, when Klinsman put out a team, I just wondered if it would be consistent with the roster before or they'd play the same way back when we were qualifying the first time around with, with Jurgen. But with Greg, it's just so fucking predictable. You mm -hmm. know, there's just no, no way I would say that. Slonina is good MLS PR, so he will be in there. Good MLS PR. Oh, oh. Well, no, he, that's not going to play. Point. Yeah, that's the thing. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it makes good news for MLS saying, oh, 17-year-old starlet, you know, Gabriel Solanina called into the national team again. I don't and think so. I don't think so. I think that's that might play a factor. But I mean, he's a talented kid, and they may be they may be looking at this window saying, "Well, even if Horvath goes down with something, Sean they, Johnson's there to pick it up." They've got plenty of of MLS PR. Stefan played in the MLS. Turner's an MLS player. Sean Johnson's an MLS veteran. You don't need Salonina. They're bringing him in because they are grooming him. Let's just put it that way, and I mean that in the nicest way. All right, not in a sick way. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about, grooming. Yeah, that's why you were <laughs> smiling already. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. All right. The, yeah, the out of context videos are out there, Derek. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> I don't need those guys. Don't do those, please. You, Brett, you think that's uh, that's fucking funny? It's not funny. Not when my you know employer sees it. Okay, <laughs> that's not funny anymore. You know, then I got to explain funny. what I meant. So let's not do those people. All right, <laughs> stop laughing about it. It's not can't, funny. Can't help it. Can't help it. <laughs> and it's your fault in the first place for encouraging it. I did. I did dick. point it out. I'm like, dude, somebody's gonna take that out of context. Probably gonna be keyboard warrior. He's gonna do it too. And he did it. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and now we got OnlyFans jokes going on. All right, what do we want to? Do you want to do another question before going on to the uh, uh, wide backs? Oh, um, well, I guess we uh, let me scroll through. Oh, here, here we go. This is this is uh, pertinent to what we were talking about. So, should even Ethan Horvath start against Mexico? Being right now, he's the only keeper we have that's played four games in a row. Yes, and he's a. He knows what it's like to play in Greg's system. So I would assume Horvath will play all three games. If yeah, yeah. We're, we're yeah. talking about that with Pete, too. You know, like, even if we happened to what well, you're going to say, I'm sure you're going to about to say this, but even if we had qualified after Panama and Costa Rica is meaningless to us, we've already made the World Cup, that you would still see Horvath probably getting the game regardless. Probably, unless they want to give Sean Johnson a little pat on the butt for just riding pine every there window. There you go, buddy. Hey man, thanks for riding pine all every single window. Here we're gonna give you this, this well, last game. It was only every other window from like November on. So I mean, he, not the first three windows or so because we had Horvath in there. When's the last time Sean Johnson played for the U.S.? I think it's been a very long time. Um, but it's very nice of him to be around. He's a yeah. veteran presence. So there's that. Uh, let's see. There you go. Could um, start Slonina at cap time. 
But saying that though, uh, he's he's 17 years old, so there's a whole new rule, and I I, I don't know the inner workings of the new rules as far cap as far as cap time. No, that concerned. that would cap time. Would it legitimately? Yes, because huh. it's an actual official World Cup uh, qualifying game. But there's still a thing like it has to be three games and whatever. Nope, that's an official thing. Mm. So um, that that's done. He's done after that. If that's what he decides to do, as far as I understand the rules now. Like, if you think about it, uh, other guys have not played in anything but youth tournaments before making their switch. So that's a different situation. But if you play in an official, like, World Cup qualifier, you're you're done. Because mm-hmm. Jones never did for Germany. That's why he was still available, even though the rules have changed a lot since Jermaine Jones made that decision. So um, I think the um, Olympic team was for Germany was considered a U23 team. So it didn't count. So... Horvath meets the Burhalter criteria getting playtime and inform. Ha! Well, that's the thing, Tom. I mean, he wouldn't have, uh, but he has just played for a month straight for Nottingham Forest. So, or four games in a row. And he may not make it five. I think he's earned five in a row. Um, but I think um, that's enough, certainly enough for Burhalter. That's for sure. I'd be more, more worried if I'm Burhalter about um, Stefan and Turner right now. Did he freeze Turner's dick off, or did yeah. is Stefan ever going to be healthy again? Because it seems like he doesn't play and he gets injured, so it's weird. I heard he put, I heard he put one of those uh, Turner put one of those like hand warmers down his pants, and he has he has an issue with that. He's recovering from that, not necessarily frostbite. So he burned his burn- dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all so right. Chris Chris Gary backs me up here. He says, uh, "Brad, if he plays three games, he's officially cap tied. But if he plays less than that, after three years, he can make a one time switch, which okay. is that that under twenty one or twenty three rule or whatever it is." Huh. Okay. So uh, that's not how I understand the rules. But Chris, you're probably right, and I'm probably wrong. You know, just keeping up with those stupid rules as they evolve. <laughs> Under twenty one, he says, if if he recalls correctly. So yes, yes, much, much oh. like me, I if I recall correctly, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It must. It's there's an age um, aspect to that that I totally forgot. So that's correct. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's move on. To, yeah, let's do the wing back or the wide backs. So this is left back and right back. Combined, yeah. which we just called wide backs, whatever. <laughs> we'll do better next time. I'm going. I, I went with a, a two-letter system here to describe. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I like I like I like keeping I like keeping it nice and t- uh, tight. You know, nice and neat. Sure. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you know, like, okay. The thing about this is that Brett and I got together. <laughs> And we did our picks. We compared them, and we had the exact same people, except for like arguably one. maybe a change. And quite frankly, even here, I it's like so. A lot of people. Let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. A lot of people are probably going to bring up Scally. Yes, they are going to bring up Scally. Um, and this isn't what we would do, folks. This is what Greg's going to well, do. Here's another one too, I guess. Jonathan Gonzalez as well. Again, this is what Greg's going to do, not what we would do. So, and listen, um, Jonathan. Gomez has yet to play a game. Did I say Gomez or did I say Gonzalez? It's Gomez. Jonathan I don't know Gomez. if I fucked it up, guys. Yeah, I meant I, to say Gomez if I didn't say Gomez. So Jonathan Gomez, um, 
he played today actually for Real Sociedad B. So he's back with the B team. That's going to go on for a while. Okay. So, um, I mean, you're going to say, and that's, yeah, that's the Segunda. You're going to say, well, if Moore can play for the Segunda, then why, and, and make the national team, why can't Gomez? But Moore doesn't play in the Segunda anymore, number one. And um, number two, you know, let's be honest about why Moore made it. He was available and others weren't. So that's why there's no Scally on here. We just don't think as well that Greg's going to pick him. Um and I just base that on the fact that he seems to not be interested in him. So, Did real quickly, him a phone call. Real quickly, uh, he's Nick. Nickens says uh, Bella over Vines. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the only reason Bella wasn't called up for the last time was because he had just got to Armenia Belfeld and he wanted him to settle in. So now that he's in and he settled in and he's playing intermittently. Um, yeah, I think he's he values Bello. I think Bello's been in his system more recently, and he feels comfortable with him as a backup left back to Anthony Robinson. And again, he won't play anyhow. He will. He might play the last game if we're already qualified mm. and we're locked into second or third. Then you, uh, you might see uh, Anthony Robinson play all three. But uh, hold on, I guess since you brought him up, uh, excuse me, Derek. It's pronounced yeah. Jedi. <laughs> that does make it easier and yes cannon is a right center back apparently that is where he's been playing for Boa vista so in that case i mean he could be a backup center back if you needed to go that route as well um especially with so many of our center backs really falling out with their teams i mean mckenzie had one game then he's back to the bench two games um matt Miazgas just totally fucked it out of his. Um, so, I mean, EPB is starting to get some games at Gua, uh, and he's playing well, but he hasn't played for Greg for ages, so he's probably not going to get called up. And the same thing goes for Cameron Carter Vickers. Every time so, you say that, team, every time we say Twa, I really think you're just saying an offensive term there, Derek. He's yes. Twa. <laughs> Tom, are we at a point in qualifying that we really don't want to see young players? Just bring experienced players and make sure we do qualify? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so far. Uh, I mean, but George Bell, I guess, would be considered a young player, right? Um, but he's really the only one on this list. You still have Yedlin um, on the right to back up Dest. And then Bellow's just like an emergency, right? Antti Robinson's playing all three games if the game's on the line. Mm -hmm. If we get through the first two and we're qualified, then you probably see Bello in the last game give Jedi a rest. Or do you see Acosta as a left back? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he can he can play. He's a good utility player. He yeah. can probably, he'll no, pull it off him. for you. My joke yeah. is if we qualified at that point, then Acosta's not going to be playing left center back. He'll be Or left back. He'll be playing uh, the number six, and uh, Adams will be resting with his legs propped up on the next chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, again, just to clarify, these are Greg's picks, or what we think, what we think who yes. Greg will pick. It's not who we would bring, because if it was up to Brett and I, Joe Scally's in this goddamn Absolutely. Uh, wide backs. Uh, I, I could see three names that I'd have over top. So. Mm. <laughs> uh, Greg Berhalter's puppy says, screw me, Asuka. Uh, my... <laughs> yeah, well, you know... Miaska's been really good. He hasn't dragged 
grabbed anybody by the balls this season. But then again, I mean, he hasn't played much either. Um, he's got to get a better agent, or he's got to play better. Either one of the two, because um, his time in France was awful, and now this is another awful for him in a row. Did you catch, so, the, did you catch the joke? What joke? Reread yeah. that. Greg Berhalter's puppy, yes. I get the joke that he's, he doesn't just, like me. I was good because yeah. he picked him. <laughs> we just went off on a tangent talking about like Miyazaki's not playing well. I'm like, oh, but I guess I've heard that joke, joke so many times at this point. It's kind of, I'm kind of numb to it. <laughs> so forgive me. Oh no, me. oh no, it starts. It starts. <laughs> Miyazaki spotted in Atlanta with Michael Vick. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, allegedly, people. Let yeah, you know. let's say there's a big difference between dog fighting and <laughs> accidentally kicking a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Or kind of like almost stepping on him, but then like flinching and like kicking the dog. All right. Let's move on to center backs. Let's do it. Okay. Sure. Tom says, make sure you have five right backs. <laughs> let's overdo it on one position. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Well, we had four last one, though, so yeah. Might Five must be the magic number. Pile them on. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, so center backs, uh, we got Walker Zimmerman. I mean, that's just a given at this yeah, point. Guaranteed. Miles Robinson, given. Now, people are not going to like this, but again. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the chat to see if they catch up to it before we say it. This is Greg, <laughs> what Greg is going oh, to wow. do. Oh, wow. That's the first one that popped up was, wow, Reem? Yes, I did. Didn't think... see that was a big question. I thought Aaron Long was your bigger question there, Chris. Again, <clears throat> so Miazga's not coming, folks. <laughs> right? He's not going to be there. EPB is not making this team. McKenzie doesn't play. He doesn't deserve to make this team. And I think Greg's figuring that out. So that leaves you who? It leaves you needing a backup to John Brooks at left center mm -hmm. back. And that's Tim Reed. He probably won't play, but probably Brooks won't play either. And as long as Brooks is willing to be a backup for Miles and Walker, he'll be on this team because if Greg does not do this, this is what I hear, it's just shit I'm hearing, that he is going to get it from the press this time because they're going to say, because last time, what was Greg's excuse for not bringing Brooks? Form. There is no way. He can make that excuse. I think that was a time. great excuse then because he was informed then. It was it was a bad excuse then, and it will look doubly bad now. And he, people okay. are just going to have to call him out and say, okay, now you're just full of shit for sure. Before, I thought you were half a full of shit. Now <laughs> you got shit just piling out of your fucking nostrils. You are definitely full of shit. There's going to be no way he could justify it. So he's going to bring him along for the ride. But John Brooks is going to have to accept that he might be a bench player, in which case Brooks may say, well, you know, my back's not feeling so good. Yeah. That's what he did one of the other windows. Real quickly, so, uh, I wanted to throw this, this chat here before I jump to, to another one because this one's too good to pass up. Lemon Party says Miazga thinks Old Yeller has a happy ending. <sighs> <laughs> okay. I wanted to do that because Quit I encouraging this, Brett. <laughs> Quit encouraging this. Citizen Stranger says, is Chris Richards injured? Yes. Well, no. Yes, he is. He's just getting back to training and he's not he's, even close he's to fully fit. Well, that's the thing, though. He's back to training. He's not, he's not, he hasn't been on the game day team. We'll put it that way, guys. Nowhere near he's it. He's recovering. Nowhere near it. He's nowhere near their 
uh, the Hoffenheim uh, game team right now. He didn't play this weekend. Wasn't even in the 18. He was in street clothes. Um, uh, Miles Robinson is not informed. Who is on? But who uh, is on Atlanta? Who who's informed for them? I mean, the reason the reason why I brought this one up is it doesn't matter if, uh, if Robinson's informed. He's been a consistent uh, stalwart for for Berhalter. Yeah, he's, he's going to be there regardless. There's no way in hell he's not there this last window. Yeah, he's a Berhalter snuggler, so he's going to be there. Just like Walker Zimmerman could be in bad form right now in MLS, he's going to be there. They know the system. They know Greg's system. He likes his ball snuggled, and that makes him feel comfortable. Uh, no, Omar Gonzalez is not coming back. That's, and that's we're, still joke, working, we're still working on that Miazga interview, guys, so uh, give us time. Yeah. He doesn't frequent the Twitter field very much, so. <laughs> Aaron Long, I think, would surprise some people, but it shouldn't. Aaron Long's been in every Oddly camp. Oddly enough, the chat has been quiet on Aaron Long's inclusion here. Maybe, I'm just they, maybe, they, maybe they agree, and they're like, you know, that makes sense. Yep. So it, it, the, the, fact, the fact that he was there for like the last three windows, he wasn't there included technically in the last window, but the, just the two to three windows prior, he was still there means that Burhalter is waiting for him to get back into, into match fitness. And he, what he scored, he scored a goal recently for Red Bulls, didn't he? Yes. This so, weekend. Yeah. He, he's, he's getting, he's getting games. He's back. He's mm-hmm. getting back into form. Um, I mean, he's still coming off a long window, but he's been, had like, like I said, three windows of training camps to get back into form. So no, we're we're hurting on center backs. Aaron Long's going to be included, most likely. My, I agree with Derek on this one, hundred yeah. percent. Richards did not break his foot, by the way. Somebody's mentioned that his foot wasn't broken. That was Weston. Oh, I see somebody replied to him already. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They, um, Richards left the game in Honduras against Honduras with a thought that thought that he broke his foot. Yes, they thought so they, they they said it was something else completely. I don't know what the injury was, but yeah, he was out for a couple of weeks. He's he's come back to training at this point, just hasn't cracked that eighteen yet. Yeah, some sort of. All right, it was, an inch, it was an it was a high sprain for an ankle. Apparently, we have a number of people pointing pointing that out. Yeah, I thought it was a sprain too. Um, Tim Ream only bring brought in because again, Greg will feel comfortable with Tim Ream there as a backup for the left center back position, which is funny because we already got John Brooks there. But, you know, Tim Reap can be kind of versatile. And let's say, you know, we win the first two games or we win the second game, then you can kind of screw around with some of these guys and bring them in and just, you know, give them some time. He may only bring four, but I think he's going to bring five. And if he's going to bring five, Tim Reap is way more informed than McKenzie. He's not more informed than CCV or EPB, but it's a guy that usually – I would say that Greg would only bring in if Reyna was brought into the team because he's there to kind of babysit Reyna um, and be his mentor. But um, even this time, I think he'll be there. Or we no, think no, no, he'll be there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that's just a bad joke there, man. <laughs> no, Sorry, I'm getting it. At least GGG uses Long's not Int's programmer joke. Yeah. Uh, N stands for integers. What the fuck? This is one, the guy. Zero, that, this, zero, guy zero, the, zero. this guy does the. This guy does the IT shit here. Okay, up there, down here. I, no, I, I, no I laughed a little too much at that. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I would never know what IT INTs. I would think interceptions. I don't know. <laughs> Sports. Yeah. All right. Are we moving on to uh, midfield? 
Yeah, let's jump into them. Or let or do we have a questions there well, that we want to answer? I don't know. Maybe just spoiled it for everyone else. Tom says Reem has been rock solid for Fulham. He's right. Yep. He has been. And he definitely, I think, deserves a sniff. And just even if it's ceremonial, you know. He's is he's it, a real pro. It's an interesting one. Uh Reem and the squad is guaranteed. Reina is coming. I wish. Oh, I really is, do. Dream in the squad, guarantee. Oh, okay, no, I get it now. Yes. Sorry, guys. I didn't quite grasp the joke there. I, I was misreading yeah. it there. No, I, I wish it were true. I wish it were MSB, but I just don't see it happening. <laughs> you want to take one so, of those? As a throw to uh, uh, Watkins. Uh, again, I'm, I'm only pronouncing it because that's how you pronounce it. Vodka. Vodka. How I pronounce Vodka. it. <laughs> Watkins. Whatever. Vodka. All right, let's just take a look at this one right now. Uh, what, what is, is the one area, roster selection, formation, play style that you and Derek disagree on most going into this last window? What or who is it? Um, we don't disagree on the player pool that Greg will it's, probably pick. It's pretty consistent across the board, guys. I mean, I, I, early on early on in the cycle, I was a little more optimistic when it came to who I thought was going to be included, and Derek was more like, nah, you're wrong. Berhalter yeah. is going to call this bro in. Not because it's the right pick, but that's who Berhalter is. And at that point, I just started accepting that just just expect to see a consistent level of regulars. Um, so I kind of I kind of molded that. I think where Derek and I tend to tend to differ, uh, and this is just and then using using qualification as an example, I Derek has stated a number of times how he thinks we're going to qualify this last window. Anything we're going to qualify, he says. Mm-hmm. But Derek's a little more pessimistic. I'm a little more optimistic. I think that's where we really falter. But I think that's where we get their chemistry from. That's too. not the falter part. That's the, the best part. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, if you ask us to pick our favorite formations, we would probably, you know, um, describe. You're, you're going to be an empty going bucket. Going like 4-2-2-2. Two, two, two. You're going to be an empty bucket an guy. An empty bucket guy. And I'm more of a 4-2-3-1 guy. And But you know what? Those look a lot alike. <laughs> you can play them and they look a lot alike. What did Jesse Mars say when they ask him, you know, what formation you're playing? And he's like, Oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to play a four, two, 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 but it's going to look a lot like a four, two, uh, four, two, three, one. He said that literally. That's what he said. So there you go. Um, I, I, I just, I just hate solo striker formations. I hate him. I played that. I mean, despite the fact we went out like back in high school when I played, we played kind of a uh, uh, a second striker with the striker, and well, it was it was not nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, to an extent, but the job requirement was like one person's checking to the ball, one person's making a diagonal long run. But I just know that when you're when you're playing that island position as a striker, it's just it's so much running, it is so much non-productivity i guess depending on how your team plays well i'm, four, not, I'm not a huge fan of the solo striker in a four two three one those three behind the strikers should be working in tandem with that striker he should not be all alone but all alone it's all, i've always seen our whenever we play a solo striker as the united states national team yes it's just it was it was always josie on an island it was sardis on an island insert random striker here bobby wood on an island <laughs> yep so it's just when you when you when we play that solo striker, it just it was just it was so it was such an unflattering position to play for the for a U.S. striker. Yeah, and it still is. Yeah, 
even though so, we're supposedly playing three like forwards. I, said, I, I will pass with a solo striker formation any day of the week. Give me two strikers. They can work off each other, and you still have a midfield that can back you up. Yeah. Hey, I'm not even against playing a standard flat 4-4-2. Four, four, diamond? No, not a diamond. A flat 4-4-2. Four, oh. four, yeah. Um, I guess depending, depending on who you put in that center, man, that could be no different than my 4-2-2-2 two, 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 two bucket. Could be. Depends. Could be. Depends. But I'm playing flat. You're playing yeah. too deep. Uh, off topic, but the International Cap Federation banned Russian cats from the competition. <laughs> made me laugh. They consider themselves yeah. the UN of the cats. Dude, uh, EA removed Russian. Talked about removing Russian teams from FIFA. So, yeah, it's just I. Uh, I don't know. I don't it's, know it's, it's getting a little crazy when it comes it's, to that. It's getting a little insane. I, I mean, I understand like you know the sanctions and the banks and stuff like that, but you're like EA. You're like, we're going to remove Russian teams from our game. And like, and even rem- Russia sitting over there going like. I, I don't like here. I don't remember the, the fucking politician <laughs> and I don't really care what his name was. And I doesn't matter what party he was, but he was saying that we should kick all Russian students out of American <laughs> yes. colleges. Like those Russian, Russian immigrants in general, they said, yeah, like those Russian students, like they had something to do with this. I don't think so. Anyhow. Yeah. I mean, that's not you want by association. Yeah. yeah you you want to punish <laughs> uh, the Russians. That's not going to do it. Um, all right. Siberian cats have been canceled. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you guess? Did Bologon. you guess? Did you guess discuss Bologon or what his name is? Flora, F- Florin Balagon. Uh, what's his story? Uh, story is born in the United States, but mm-hmm. moved at a very, very young age to um, England, has been in the Arsenal system for many, many years. And, uh, course still has um he's still american he was born in the united states which makes you a an american citizen and uh so he's always had the opportunity to pick us he's played for us one time i believe played for our u18s yep and he's been playing with the 20 u21s for england for like the last six call ups uh good friend good friends with uh eunice musa yes very very good friends berhalter was in england yeah Exactly. And he met with uh, Balogun and, uh, you know, the the English press is losing their mm-hmm. shit. They're like, man, we lost. We already lost Musa, one of our other youth players. Now we're going to lose this kid, too. What the hell's going on, guys? But, you know, for for Balogun, I don't folks give it time. I don't know how good he's going to be. I mean, he's playing at Middlesbrough, but he's not really making a dent in, you know, so. Remake of an American tale coming soon. Five old eaten alive by a heroic Ukrainian cat in the first scene. <laughs> I feel like the whole American tale spawned because of my 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 comments about uh, utilizing a certain song from when it comes to Berhalter. Yeah, you actually sent me that song. So yeah, yeah, that was funny. It's that was a, funny that this brings up. This is brought up. So those are our center backs. <laughs> but that, that 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 was a funny spinoff. That one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So those are our center backs. Let's do our mids. Uh, so again, these are Greg's picks. This is what we were saying. Greg will do. This is not what we would do. Um, but these are going to be the guys that Greg we think Greg brings. Obviously, Tyler Adams is on this list along with Kellen Acosta because they're going to play the six. Yep. Everybody else is an eight. Uh, 
So that's Sebastian Legette, Eunice Musa, Luca De La Torre, and Christian Roldan. If you're asking me, in game one, will Tyler Adams start because he's got yellow card issues? He might not. So Burhalter in the past has gone into each game because this is a question that's been asked. Like uh, when playing El Salvador, people the presser was asking, do you sit Tyler Adams out since the Canada match is going to be an important match? And his his approach every every time he has to address that question is, we play it one game at a time. So it could be that Burhalter plays him in Azteca. We'll see. Yeah. This is this is a tough one. This is one where people are split. Like, no, play play Acosta. He has a history with Mexico. I mean, he's he, he won he partook a little bit during Nations League. Yeah, um, he was in the Gold Cup, um, and I don't know if he actually played in the uh, qualifier. Somebody somebody uh, answered that for me, but I'm not 100 percent positive about that. He he's head. also been pretty. He was pretty decent last night for LAFC. Um, and let's not forget, he had what three assists? Three assists. Yeah, he's great on set pieces. And really, the game that matters is Panama. Mexico, that, that game doesn't matter, folks. It just doesn't it mean it'd be nice to get a point coming out of there or even win it. But the game that matters is the one home game against Panama. That is a must-fucking-win. That's when I'm starting all my best players. Um, I might give some of the guys, other guys, a, like I don't, I need Adams to get off that yellow card. So I'm going to save him because it gets to yellow against Mexico. Then we have to start a casa in Ooh. the most important game in the window. So, but Daniel, Daniel, we both agree here. Um, and here's the big one: Acosta's attitude would help in Azteca as well. Yeah, and that's one thing he brings. I, I we've said if you go back through our, our shows, uh, especially during Nations League and even afterwards in Gold Cup, the uh, his, the attitude he brings to plays like he's the first one in somebody's face if they're getting a little too rough. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a vital thing to need on the field, and he brings it. Now, mind you, depending where you play him, if you play him as an eight, he adds a bit of a deficit there too. But if you play him as a six, and his responsibility is to break up the break up the opposition's attack, get rid of the ball to somebody else who can do something creative with it. Yeah. And then he then he excels, you know. And then give him a couple of free kicks, and all of a sudden he's got like two assists, you know. Three. So the other thing about this is I don't think that Legette and Roldan play unless we are qualified after Panama. They're just there. I, I think from that, at that point, why even bother calling them in? Why? I, mean, I know Busio's not playing, mm. but I mean, why not bring somebody like Busio or Tessman in instead? Busio didn't didn't play for for a while now. Yeah, no exactly. reason at all. No, there was no dis- but, he wasn't listed in the injuries. <clears throat> Tessman played. But not uh, Busio. The reason you don't bring Tessman is he's got like one game under his belt for the U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah, I mean and, that's my that's my point though. I mean, if you're not gonna, if your your goal is to really not play these guys unless we qualify, then at that point, why bring them in? Why bring? Why not bring somebody else who can at least help us move forward with the program? Because he doesn't trust them. That's why I don't trust don't trust them either. So we're we're Greg today. We're doing Greg. Yeah, I guess I gotta I gotta live with that. Greg would. Greg's gonna say, "Listen, I need the guys I'm most comfortable with. These are the guys that he's most comfortable with right now." And he just figured out he was comfortable with Luca De La Torre last window, so I think he would be totally fine playing him again. He gave him the game ball and all that. Barring stuff, if he gets you know. butthurt from his post game interview. Yeah, I think he's gonna slide by on that one. I think yeah. we were the only ones to bring it up. So <laughs> honestly, we, uh, we can read the, between the lines. We were the only <laughs> show that brought it up brought up his, his badass interview afterwards 
Just throwing some dollars to my favorite cowboys. Woohoo! Thank you, Cannon. Subscribe, subscribe to us at OnlyFans. Thanks for the haunting shark photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is it. And then, like I said, I think Legit and Roll Don might play that last game, unless you know we're winning big time and in against Panama, we're up like four or nothing. He might throw Roll Don and. Um, because he doesn't want him to bitch and moan because rolled on is more liable to bitch and moan. Although legit can be kind of bitchy and moany too. And, uh, so, I would say, I think then rolled on, there wasn't there a whole rumor uh, as far as rolled on simply stating that, uh, that he didn't know where he stood on the team or where, what his role on the team was. He thought he should be a starter. That's yeah. That, yeah. Said. I was trying to be nice. Right. Uh, Matt J says Peppy, and I think one other said that rolled on really made him feel comfortable with the group. Then hire him as an assistant coach. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's well, I don't. I don't have a problem with rolled on. In all honesty, quite frankly, uh, I do. I do have a problem when not necessarily this window because we have so many injuries, but like in past windows when when him or Legit for that matter, and I, I Derek and I always talk about we're big proponents of of pre-injured uh legit yes um, but when when other players who are who are who are very talented that aren't getting called in because you have a couple locker room guys it seems wrong i guess yeah well, <laughs> listen it took them way too long to get luca de la torre in yep. this lineup and it could have been done a lot earlier and watch it our show done- yeah, it, it could have been done in a, you know, you could have integrated him much earlier. So, but look, he jumped right in and I know it was against Honduras in the blinding cold, but still he, he did. Luca De La Torre does, does, did what he does for his club. And um, he's good at that. You got to give it to him. And his defense was a lot better than anybody ever predicted. It was a lot better. Mm-hmm. But people don't know he's had to play, you know, the six before for his team. Yep. So... All right, so that's midfield. Do we have any questions? Let's see. Yeah, going pulled up here now. David, now on Michael Bradley. Did you oh. watch? Did you? Did anybody watch the Toronto game this weekend? They were god awful, and I know David's joking. Look down here, like down a here. waitress at Chili's. Rolled on <laughs> brings nothing to the table. <laughs> oh god, lemon lemon party's been on fire today. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> All right, let's um, see here. Uh, whoop, there's a good question. Yes, Adam. Yes, does Adam's lack of playing time concern you? It does, but due to lack of options as a whole, it doesn't bother me. Adam's yeah. is still going to come out on the field, and he's still going to put everything he has out there. Um, yeah. The big question is, how do you use him? Given that he's on a yellow card accumulation, and that second game against Panama is a must-win. Yes. So, so that's at that point, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not taking a chance. I mean, the only way you, stupid yellow for some reason, maybe maybe the ref has something against him. And the gives only him way you don't use him is let's say Acosta plays in the Mexico game at the six and just fucking kills it, just destroys Mexico, yep. puts in two crosses that are headed in for goals, plays an incredible game. Um, yeah, that's the only reason Adam's not going to play that second game. And I, I could understand it because we've had a real hard time with set pieces. They've been God awful until Acosta started taking them. 
Pulisic sucks at them. Reyna would be good at them, but he just he's not going to be here, folks. So there you go. So Matt, um, Matt, Matt, this is fair. This is a fair point to make because this is something Berhalter kind of alludes to in in, in the in the end. But he says uh, Adams averages 0.11 yellow cards per 90 minutes. Play him all three games. Otherwise, you risk him only playing one if he gets a yellow card against Panama. Yeah, that's the thing, Matt, Jay. I mean, it's, I know this. It's a tough one. It's a tough I one. I get the stats. No, I get the stats. But he's due one again. <laughs> he really is. He's due one. And now I hope he's smart. The, the one that he's being hung over his head right now is the one where he ran down the field and just, like, hit the guy in the head. So there's that. Um, hopefully he doesn't, you know, do something like that, but you know, that's going to be an intense game versus Mexico. Yeah. They're going to be some uh, legs flying, some trips, some nasty hits. And, you know, I just don't want to risk it. I don't, I want Adams to be available for Panama and I know it's a small percentage, but yeah, I'm not willing to take the chance actually. Let's see what, what you had something else. Up? Oh, well, yeah, I'll pull it back up here in a sec. Uh, Star Wars Satan saw that you were on the best soccer show. <laughs> yeah, good joke. Yeah, it wasn't much of a joke though, man. It was a, it was a it's true it was an anecdote given to it's... him by uh, somebody from the inside. Yes. So, just so you know, back when we were starting up the Brickyard Battalion for Indy Eleven, um, the good old days. I talked to a lot of presidents from other um, supporters groups. Just to you know, we were writing our bylaws, so I wanted to get some feedback and I wanted to get their opinions on how to develop the bylaws and all the rules and all that um, for the supporters group. And so I talked to one of the leads at the time when um, of the uh, Dallas supporters group, one of them, I'm not going to say which one, because you might be able to figure out who she is. But anyhow, um, at the time, Breck Shea was still there and she had uh, let me know that he, his nickname was Playboy on the team. And that's because he had, three different roommates in a season because his roommates were also his teammates and he would bring girls over at like, you know, and they'd stay up until like six in the morning. They had practice at 7 a.m. and they'd get no sleep because he'd be making a racket in their, you know, bedroom across the hallway. So we got that nickname. Um, it didn't have llama in it. We added, I added the llama. He does look like a llama. He does. Well, he did definitely. Deck back then he had back the long the hairdo, yeah. Shaved, shaved on the sides, really fluffy, curly. Yeah, long in the back, like, like a mohawk almost. Mm -hmm. Really sad mohawk. Yeah, Dan twenty five eighty four. I'm a bit behind the stream, but FYI, I love the live stream version versus the fifteen minute video segment version. Great content. Love watching you guys. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate hey Dan, it. There's definitely a part of us that like the live streams too because it does not require any editing or posting later you know just it's literally we're done move on you know yeah i mean the only risk is we say something horrible so yeah but at this point people expect it well no i mean something <laughs> really horrible we like, don't get we don't get that and we don't get that intoxicated on the uh, yeah you're yet. right we we haven't it's always possible in the future guys but it is possible like like let's say we well we're not going to do live shows when we're that bombed no just not going to do it i feel like one of us would would stop it in the end you would hope. I'd like, say. Derek would be like, Brett, stop the stream. I'm not stopping the stream. <laughs> I got, I've got more to say. More to politics. say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. No, right. fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Frank Castler, hey man, thanks for the 999. 
Yes. Um, that sounds like the kind of deal I used to get on CDs back in 1996. Uh, Brian, also, Brian you were paid for working on the corner. <laughs> I never worked on the corner, folks. <laughs> Not even delivering papers. All right. Uh, bring Reyna if he's not ready for the L tree match. Who cares? Also, I bring every nine who is playing. Yes, I'm saying leaves artists in Ohio. Yeah, well, I, we'd agree with that, uh, including Balagun. Yeah, that's I mean, that'd be a nice little like um experimental thing to do, but this is Greg. Um, so I mean, the answer of why not bring them, yeah, I mean. It's just not going to happen. That's just, and I don't think that Greg's going to waste a roster spot on Reyna because I do think Dortmund would flip flip out first of all. Yeah, they'd be like, "No, you can't have. Don't don't do this, or we're going to fight you tooth and nail every time you want to call him in." So I don't think they're going to do that. They're going to let Reyna recover in Germany and um, train in Germany, get better, get healthy. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like uh, Dortmund would get a phone call, and whatever Chicago's uh, area code is, um, this way, uh, three one six. I don't know. Regardless, and they'd be like, "Oh shit, um, hey Greg, yeah, Raina hurt himself in practice today, man. He can't come. Sorry." Click. Yeah, I I just it's not gonna happen. No, I mean we're trying to be Mayo realistic. Close. This this see this particular video isn't like what what Brett and I want to do. We're trying to predict what Greg's going to do. And I'm got, just going to guess, but I believe we're going to be about 90% right. 99, well, and, if not and, 95. Yeah. And so, so a number to a number of people who are in the comment section saying, hey, why not? Why don't you just call it an X, Y, and Z anyways? And, you know, on top of the 27. And I made that comment a number of times. And somebody at least, somebody finally brought it to my attention. And I knew about this, but I didn't really think about it. But if, if they call in, let's say, 30 people, because Burhalter came out and said, like, oh, one, oh, 27 is a good number. Because once you get beyond that, you know, it's too it's impossible to run the camp. I'm paraphrasing, of course, guys. That was the worst thing he ever said. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid. Once it gets beyond 27 so players, it gets really hard to run camp. <laughs> but no, they, but it was, it was brought to my attention. And like I said, I, I knew about this, but I didn't really think about this. But even if you get called into a World Cup qualifying camp, USSF has to pay a bonus and you have to pay for room. You have to pay for food. You have to do all this other stuff. That's going to just be more expense on top of more expense, which is why they probably keep it to a lean 25 to 27 players, depending on the window. So I would love for them to call in 30 players plus and just start integrating some players. So when we do have these injuries, we're not sitting here going like, geez, who are they going to call in? Are we really going to see Roldan and uh, Legit against uh, Mexico and Azteca or in Costa no, Rica? No, uh, we're no. not. Well, no. We're that, not. That's the point. We don't have much of a backup outside of them in the end. It's going to be Kellen Acosta, Yunus Musso, and Luca De La Torre. And then, yeah. you know, you'll probably see Roldan like in the 65th or the 70th. Or Legit, either one of the two. So, what the hell? All right. Why? Oh. Hi. This isn't another <laughs> setup for something else. Is it was it? keyboard, so you might be <clears throat> getting got there. Yeah, could be. <laughs> um, I always worry now. I don't want to be set up. But uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, game two is going to be Tyler Adams and Kalen, uh, and Eunice Musta and Luca, Luca De La Torre. Again, unless Kalen Acosta just kills it. So um, 
and you won't see Legette and Roldan until like game three would be my best guess. Like I could be wrong. I'm just trying to get inside Greg's brain, people. That's it. And as you've noticed, Legette isn't wasn't even dressing last time, right? He didn't even get in the 18. So there's that to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Roldan might be the only guy who gets a sniff in this window out of, out of these the two uh, uh, guys playing in MLS. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin uh, Paulette, why is everyone worried about bringing locker room guys? Shouldn't the entire team just worry about qualifying and playing the game? Raider rather than, rather than the locker room? I don't know. Yes. People worried about the locker room? Well, I, don't, I mean, the, I think the people he's referring to are necess- for the most part going to be Burhalter and Co. You know, like the, we've had a number of people on the show talk about how, like, certain people. Uh, uh, Conrad talked about it because he even talked about how oh, he was one of those. When he those says guys. everyone, he's talking about like the mainstream media. Yeah, not not just our comment section. Okay, so like <laughs> Jimmy talked as you said about, yeah. hey, we need to bring these guys. They're good for the locker room. Okay, listen, we've already got that covered, so I don't want to hear that one. I mean, Zimmerman's your locker room guy. You've got Adams. He's a good Wesson, locker room guy. Wesson would be if he was here. Exactly. You only need two or three of those guys. You don't need to like ten of them. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, when, when we burn when we burn two to three uh, potential roster spots, that becomes a problem. I mean, I feel like there's a number of players on that on that uh, in that roster inside the locker room because you hear you hear the post the well not the post games but behind the crest where they talk about it and they're like you know like oh who who does you know who likes to do this who listens to that music and plays it here you know and they're like naming off the players and they're having fun with it and everything like that mm-hmm. i don't think the locker room is really the big concern when it comes no. to the players in this situation because everybody likes I, I i feel like everybody likes everybody and there's not a lot of new faces unfortunately at this point yeah. in stage i mean so the, the one i don't think we need we don't need that the that's one, just a couple extra spots the one toxic person in the in in the locker room that we have already told you about and then we were proven right, and then we were, it, it was confirmed. Is no, it's John <laughs> Brooks. It's John Brooks. He's the one guy that has very negative expressions, very in the locker room and on on the field as well. You know, he'll go, "Oh God, you're so horrible." You know, you know. So that's one of the reasons he, you know, was not on the team because his leadership skills were. You think it might stem from like a maybe like a lack of. Uh confidence with the english language as a whole so he's like uh maybe uh, you guys should stop um what's the word um uh sucking <laughs> you know <laughs> <Email> like, well <laughs> john brooks's english is good enough but I'm yeah, sure yeah i'm yeah. Play, obviously joking there <laughs> i just think yeah i know uh i just think that you know at this point greg will look foolish if he doesn't bring brooks and he does how not could you like not cool. he does who, not like to look foolish who would, who would you possibly call it i mean mckenzie would be the only play person over the center backs that we didn't list McKenzie and that's a possibility he doesn't play he doesn't that, that, play well that that would definitely make him look foolish in the sense that you have to be in form in order to get a call up type thing because Amen. mckenzie doesn't play or if he does it's very sporadic but at this point in time whereas brooks has played for like two months straight and he's played well Yes. So there's that. On- and if you're going into a must-need window and you have an informed center back, despite the fact that you may not like him as a player or even a person, well, fuck it. You're the fucking. You're the manager. You got to. So you got to make those decisions. Get this. Get this is Greg's brain, right? So the press went after him and said, "Why is Brooks not here?" His answer was, "Brooks is not informed. When he's informed, he'll he can come back." Okay, that's a lie. That's a mm-hmm. lie. The only way he proves that's not a lie is if he calls Brooks up 
this window. That's the only reason Brooks is coming. Now, he may get on the phone with Brooks and say, listen, you may not be a starter. You'll probably start one game, maybe two at best. And uh, and Brooks might go, well, fuck it. Then I don't want to go. I, I have this niggling little back injury like the other time. I don't know. At, at this point, I almost wonder, though, if he would take the call up. He would. He will. Just, just try to get back into the fold of things. He will. Obviously, the concept of, of being brought into well, – not only, not only the fact that Wolfsburg has basically stated that he's gone during the summer because they're not picking up his, his salary. Right. Um, but he obviously needs to make an impression. And on top of that, he wants to probably get in the fold so he can do another World Cup and – well, not only just perform at the World Cup because that's what everybody wants to do, but you also get paid decently at, at being on the World Cup roster. So that also helps too. Right. What position – Thank you, Ryan, by the way, yep, for $4.99. $4.99. What, what position do you guys think could include a random dark horse in a good in good form for the World Cup? Well, it's not going to be Julian Green. Robbie Finley's well, retired. No, no. I think he, he's referring to the 2014 know. a la, you know. I know, so, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But yeah. he, Julian I looked at Green. the two, I go, is Robbie Finley still playing? <laughs> no, he doesn't. And Julian Green has <laughs> just been pretty bad. For Groyther Firth this season doesn't yeah. even start anymore. Lost the starting position. I mean, dark horses. I mean, there's a reason they're called dark horses. It's like you never, you didn't see it coming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only guy I can think of that could like suddenly get some time and maybe have a shot at making the team um, would be um, uh, well, Alan I, Sonora. I I guess we got we have to look at this being a uh, an issue or not an issue. I mean, the World Cup is in for another eight to nine months here. Yes, so there is some time so to find new be, guys. We could, be, we could be looking at we, we have two dark horse open spots in the midfield. So who knows? Maybe uh maybe a Testament or maybe Busio or uh, I don't think they're dark horses. They're not uh, dark horses. Well, no, Busio's. Busio certainly not. Testament's already I'll, played. I'll, I'll, I'll give you Busio, but I would say Testament would be a dark horse. He's played like one game for the net. He's played for the Olympic team, but he hasn't really. Well, he played. He was on the Olympic squad list. For He's not an guy. unknown. I mean, I think a dark horse is a guy that comes out of fucking nowhere, blindsides you, and you're like, "Holy shit, this guy is good!" And like, we uh, all do you kn- think? Do you think? To, do you think the normies who don't necessarily pay attention to the uh, the Yanks report, Yanks report uh, midweek in uh, in uh, the weekend report? Would know Alan Sonora over, say, somebody like Tessman? I mean, they're, I think they know Tessman. Yes, I don't. I don't know if the normal, if a normal person who doesn't follow the inner workings would really know that. Well, I don't think they'd know both of them, but we're talking about people who know soccer and know well, American I, soccer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily at that point if they know soccer and they know American soccer, then they probably know who Alan Sonora is just from <laughs> just from gleaning it off of all the pundits whoa, talking whoa, whoa, about. Whoa, him. Hold on, no, no. There's one thing like knowing the guys that have played for the U.S. Men's National Team, which Alan Sonora has never done. Sure. And not knowing some guy who might be a prospect. That's like a lot of people don't know the prospects. They don't. They follow the U.S. men's national team and they, they've seen Tessman. They've seen him play some that, that, that's, that's questionable if they've seen Tessman. I guarantee you if you go – unless the person's following following the actual team and you know reading stuff about the team and watching actual like Venezia games and shit like that, Nobody's going to refer, remember T- uh, Tessman's one performance for Berhalter. Nobody's going to remember that. Yeah, but almost everybody who follows the U.S. men's national team knows that he plays in Italy. 
This is not a secret. Those same people will still know that Alex Norris. Gets no, they won't. Off. They will. They will. No, they won't. Uh, no, they won't. Lots we're going to agree to disagree here because Johnny Car. People don't know who Johnny Cardoso is barely, even though he's played. He's played more than uh, than Testament has. Exactly. Well, and he's played a lot more than Alan Sonora's never played for us. A lot of people don't know who Alan Sonora is, Brett. I mean, people mm. don't follow Argentinian soccer. They don't. But if they, if they follow American soccer, then they should know. That's my that's my point. That's my point is that Tessman has played one like one window for us, and he's probably played like a single game. Prior to have... that, unless you paid attention to him in MLS, you probably don't mm. know about him. And if you do know about him in, in Venezia, where he didn't start for a good chunk of the season until just re- on that just recently, but – Last couple handful of months, then Tessman you, played for FC Dallas for two seasons. People know who he is. No, it's not. I'm just telling you. Listen, if you had to dig through the weeds of U.S. soccer, Alan Sonora would be at the bottom of the weed pile. People don't know who he is. I, I, I could go. I could go to anybody. I, I, anybody. Anybody who I know who watches soccer, plays soccer, and enjoys soccer. And I mentioned those two names. Guarantee you, they won't know any of them. They won't know Alan Sonora. They won't know Tessman. It well, won't make the, a difference. Then they're big dummies. Because you should know who Tanner Tessman is. <laughs> Alan Sonora is harder unless, to know. Unless, unless, you're watch, unless you watched FC Dallas prior to that, it's not going to happen. Okay, unless, unless, put, you, unless you religiously watch it and right. follow up with it. Here's the degree level. There's still dark horses, is my point. Here's the degree level. Tanner Tessman played in MLS. Tanner Tessman's played for the U.S. men's national team. Alan Sonora's never played in the U.S. Alan Sonora's never played for the U.S. men's national team. He hasn't even played for our fucking you're un- teams. You're, you're under the assumption that the people I'm referring to are actually watching MLS religiously. Well, we're just not talking about the same people. Apparently. <laughs> That's, so there you yeah, go. <laughs> my, my, point, my point is, if you know, if you know Tessman, unless, you, unless you're just an, an MLS junkie or an FC Dallas fan, or you actually watch content outside of just the, the standard punditry, like us or whatever, then you'll probably know both players. Or if you're just, it, 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 they're both dark horses. They're oh, very, they're, they're, very unlo- they're very unknown quantities when it comes to the men's national team. This is my point. He's a dark horse in the sense that Tessman hasn't really solidified himself a stop, uh, a starting spot at Venezia, and he's never really been a regular for the U.S. men's national team. Whereas Sonora's just a complete unknown. Um, I really, I don't really watch MLS. Okay. But that's my point. That, that that's all I'm saying is that there are definitely fans of the game who probably wouldn't know both Tessman and Alan Sonora just from following the sport, but aren't necessarily MLS fans that watch Tessman. I'm just play telling you what else. happens on Facebook. Okay, nobody talks about Alan who, Sonora. Who cares about Facebook? Facebook. <laughs> well, that's you do the Twitter, and I got to do the junk Facebook. Okay, I cover the Facebook end of things. So you're saying that and Twitter? I'm just Twitter, telling people you, on Twitter are more intellectual than those on Facebook. I'm just telling you, people on Facebook will post. Tessman Busio stuff up all the time the Venezia games. They don't do shit. That means, that means, and all that means is that they're following Yanks abroad at that point. And then they may not necessarily follow Argentina, yes. But they're they're as far as dark horses are concerned, quite frankly, Tessman is just as well, not just as much, but he's an unknown quantity as much as Alan Sonora. At least you can watch the Venezia games on the plus channels. Fair point. I mean, I don't know uh, what what uh, what streaming service has the Argentina games. So I don't, I don't know. know. I the only way I can watch any of Alan Sonora's games is by finding like recaps on I, YouTube. <laughs> so uh, the that. number of people are posting the same. Oh, hold on. I missed it by one check. Here you go, <laughs> Sergeant. I don't think he's a dark 
dark horse. I mean, listen, I mean, we can, I can, we can pop up the fucking definition of dark horse. And it, what it is, is just somebody who came out of fucking totally unexpectedly was not supposed to be there in any way, had no chance to be there, but then ended up there. So that's what a dark horse is to me. Sergeant should be there. I mean, a dark you... horse is a previously less known person or thing that emerges to prominence in a situation. So I would argue and say Tessman is still for for the bulk of the United States. Would you give up on Tessman for Christ's sake? Those are the two we're comparing against, Derek. So you can't just say <laughs> you made your point, Brett. Stop talking about him. Jesus Christ! This is the biggest argument we've ever had live. All right, uh, I wouldn't even classify it as an argument. Not really. Busio <laughs> Tessman, not even oh. close. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, apparently Argentina is on Paramount Plus. I'm assuming that's what that means. Well, I'll have to look into that then. I have Paramount Plus, and I yeah. haven't seen. I they like. Here's the thing about Paramount Plus: when you go in, you have to literally fucking put what you want to watch in the box and hit a search because it still hasn't figured out. I like soccer. Yeah, I've got to go to. I've got to drive. I've got to go over to sports and scroll down until I find mm -hmm. what I want to watch. Yeah, and so it's never advertised that they have Argentinian soccer to me. Paramount Plus, they're set up like at ESPN. They like figured out what I like to watch, so they'll like say, "Yeah, you, should, you probably want to watch." So you go through and you're like, "What do you like to watch?" I'm like, "Well, soccer, EPL, yes. you know, whatever, you know." And you're actually clicking on stuff you want to watch, and like, "Okay, we'll just show you that shit." Paramount yeah. Plus is too busy pushing their fucking idiot programming on you. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, you gotta watch this show. You gotta watch Picard." <laughs> I don't want to watch fucking Picard. <laughs> I already saw the last episode. Oh, you did watch that? Why? Why are you going back to it? I didn't. Stop. I didn't go back. Oh, you watched last season? Yes. Okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about the recent season. Is there a new season? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's shit. It started like on, they're like on season two or episode two or three right now. Oh, shit. I got to jump in there. Uh, Derek, is a dark <laughs> Derek is a horse in a dark room. He is a dark horse. I was never really a dark horse in my life. So, you know, but I knew, I do know what it means to be an underdog. I have been in that situation many times. Uh, either playing high school tennis or high school soccer. Uh, we weren't supposed to be where we weren't supposed to do as good as we as we did. All right, let's go to striker. We went to strike. We just skipped the wingers. Well, sorry, the strike. Uh, oh, I don't have the wingers up here. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. There it was. I found it. I it was. It was there all along. Zeke Zero says Alex Mighton <laughs> might be considered a dark horse. I don't think so. I don't think he's got even a shot at this point. Okay, so he's beyond a dark horse. Yeah, he's 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 down the tubes right now. He needs to start playing for Nottingham Forest on a regular basis. So, hey, all it takes is two or three games, and you get brought back into the window with like Horvat. So we're good. Neos says, "Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like they hide soccer on Paramount Plus. They do." <laughs> They fucking do we totally hide it. We all this money for soccer. We're just going to bury it down. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Why I will would say you the only that? thing that's easy is when, when the US, when the CONCACAF World Cup qualifying is occurring, then it's one of the top things. You can just cycle over to it, and it's there. But when it comes to watching the leagues that they actually pay for, no. I have never seen that for a World Cup qualifying yeah, game so on like my when you, when, you go to, when you go to Paramount Plus, and uh, they have the, the things that cycle through like six or seven different – Not for uh, me. Whatever. Yeah, it's all the World Cup qualifying is always on there for me. You probably wear, watch a lot more Paramount Plus than I do. I do. I, I watch a lot of uh, the Serie A games. So, so they algorithm you. They haven't figured me out because you know I have filthy algorithms. 
I have only partake in their their games when you know I can't get it on a Spanish channel. So there's that. Um hundred percent agree with the wingers. I mean, this is what Greg's gonna do. Yep. And um I don't think there's any way around it. I think Rain is injured. He would usually be in this this group. Um, who else is injured? Um, I think that's it, right? Who else has a real shot at this group? You know, certainly not Dwayne Holmes. He had a bad time with with Greg. That's not getting fixed anytime soon. Um, Alex might know Balagun no. So no. I mean, I don't know who else you got. Are we missing somebody, folks? Because Rain is really the only one. Yeah, uh, Jonathan, if Rain is healthy and he's playing, um, we're substituting Areola. Oh fuck but, yeah! But uh, but it's not going to happen. No. So let's let's just let's all accept this is what we should be expecting. Yeah, I think we got to embrace this. This is what Greg's going to do. Bringing in Reyna, if he's. 100% would be great, but he's not going to be. And um, uh, my guess is that you'll mostly see Polisic and Wea. And um, by the way, Conrad, don't even bother mentioning him. Oh, well, let's let's go ahead and bring that up because... Uh, he doesn't play for his club and his manager's bitching about how he's go. lazy in practice. Yep. Uh, Brett W. said, do you guys have any thoughts on the rumors that came out of France that Marseille... Coach is unhappy with Conrad's professionalism or lack thereof. And they are letting that leak go. They're not even responding to it because they're like, yes. He's not working his ass off in practice. And he, you are fighting for a spot on one of the top French teams in Ligue 1. Yeah. And if you're going to go there and do that, you got to bust your fucking balls. Yes, Morris. Who? Why would anybody put a question mark next to Morris? Yes. Morris is going to be there. He's one of Greg's favorites. We are picking Greg's lineup, not our lineup, Greg's. So, yes, if you know Greg, this is what he's doing. And we could be wrong by one. I don't know. I doubt it. Mihailovic, I get it. Yes. Is he starting the good season? Well, yeah, he is. But at this point, this deep into the window, nah. He's not going to replace any of these guys with Mihailovic. I just don't see it happening. I mean, unless one of them gets injured, then yes. Then it is Mihailovic, maybe. Um, but it ain't Conrad. It's just not going to be. Conrad isn't playing. Um, Conrad is having issues with his club manager. So, yeah. Gio Caccini, I like that yep. one. Um, but he just seems to be out of Greg's plans and out of his view. And I know he's only getting 10 or 15 minutes a game. He gets an occasion. He got one start, I think. One start. So unless Giuccini, which is odd because he's playing in League D and he gets called up, but now he's playing. Yeah, in yeah, League exactly. I was, I, was, uh, I was trying to figure out where you're going with that, Biz. Yeah. Now that he's playing in League, uh, now he doesn't get called up. Well, I mean, so, yeah, that's that's the thing. He, he's getting he's actually getting playing time in a, a much better league at that point, I, and much I better would, league than what some of our wingers are playing. In I right think now. both of us would agree. We take Giuccini over Paul Ariola. Absolutely. So the, what what he brought what he brought during the. Uh, it was a gold cup. Yeah. What he brought during the gold cup impressed me. I could have swore we were going to see him throughout the, throughout the qualifier. I'm not all qualifier, but sprinkled here and there. Yeah. <laughs> here we are last window and he hasn't had a single sniff from Burhalter. Yeah. John, Mike Spencer, Jonathan Lewis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to send yep. us a guitar. He'll send us, he'll send us a guitar. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> Although he did just score. All right. Ugh, so God. he scored, but that's not going to get him on the team. He blew his chances so far. Um, so, all right. So that's, do we have any other complaints about this list? I mean, this is the Greg. If, if Sargent isn't a striker, bring him in as a, swing, as a winger. And quite, quite frankly, guys, the winger slash striker pool, if you will, is kind of lumped together in Berhalter's lineups. They are. So it's, 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 it's goalkeeper, defense, midfield, and strikers, basically. Forwards, he calls Forwards, them. yeah. So, so, uh, so in that sense, he could be listed, he could be thought of as a winger option for Berhalter, but you would look at that and say, like, well, no, he's being listed as a nine in this situation. But because think about it, Jordan Morris could play CF, so could Timothy Weah. I would say Timothy Way over Morris at this situation. I think Morris has been playing out wide primarily for Seattle for a while now, hasn't he? Yeah, well, so, out left. And Brendan Aronson. Yeah, Brendan Aronson could play a false nine if you really mm -hmm. needed him to. So there's all that. Well, we, why, we know we know Pulisic can play there too, but we don't want him to. Right, and that's why <laughs> Greg just lumps them all into one group. Yeah, we're, we're like, doing hey, we'll it. Figure out what we're going to do when we get to that game. We're being a little more esoteric here, but that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, not deeply into the weeds but you get the point um all right Have, let's take on another right into it another question you want to take another question before we go into oh. the last slide let's see where we're at uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. by the way thanks for all the tweets guys and the questions for the show it's really cool um gets us a chance to you know read and break it up a bit and, and think about it first Rather, I mean, listen, we love the comments too. So just keep them flowing because we'll we'll respond to those too. But it's nice sometimes with the deeper questions to have some time to think about it. <laughs> Speaking of deeper questions, uh, interesting thing I saw uh, today, and I think you guys need to do a little more further research uh, on Dwayne Holmes' wiki page. It shows his father to be John Holmes, the old porn star. Something this big, pun intended. No way, folks. Dwayne Holmes has zero features of John Holmes. Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna. We're, I just wanted to bring that one up because that was a quick one. But let's talk about this one because this takes us into strikers. Question: Is U.S. Men's National Team true striker or true nine at risk of becoming a scapegoat now for qualification failure? In other words, will he switch to a true nine as soon as, God forbid it, we drop an early three points? Can you tell? I don't trust him. Well, is he assuming that we're not going to start with a true nine against Mexico? I think we will. I think we will. I think we're going to not use the false nine against Mexico. So I guess the uh, concern would be if uh, we play, uh, what, uh, Ferreira? Ferreira, at, at yeah. Nine? That would be the only concern is if you play Ferreira, then that's sort of a more of a closer to a false nine. Um. Well, I mean, I guess in the defense of this question, Berhalter doesn't uh, doesn't get much from his nines as a whole. I'm not sure why. We have some we have some talented strikers um, that that know how to finish the ball, but they're just not off, they're not offered the opportunities. And when they are, they're few and far between. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how that happens, but it is what it is. Well, they're isolated. That's why they're isolated. And they're asked to well, anyhow, we've just that's, talked about this so much. Uh, that's because so. way way is pushed off the wing, which is what he's supposed to be doing. And Polisic is sitting back in our defensive third as a center midfielder. Dan but, W, you can't say the Ferreras out of form yet. They played one game. 
it's not fair. He had that was a shitty game. I'll give you that though. <laughs> it was not good. In fact, the whole midfield for DC or for Dallas got yanked. They were so bad, including Pax and Palmacall. So let's go ahead and cover good. another one real quick. Uh, should Burhalter be fired if the U.S. men's national team are forced to play in the inter-confederation playoff game in order to qualify for Qatar? Hell no! You it's not going to happen, guys. You can't, you can't fire him right before the game. There's no way. That would be the worst thing to do. I mean, let's fire him afterwards. Well, I got. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of his point. Let's say let's say we qualify, but we had to go through fourth fourth position. Do we fire Do we fire Burhalter before going to Qatar? New Zealand, that game against New Zealand would be a must-win game. And I just can't imagine, unless it was like Bob Bradley, which that's not going to happen, or somebody who just knows the pool like crazy and knows how we should set up. And I just don't see it happening. I don't know who you threw in there. Well, that's that. that's, that's for that's one game. Question. Yeah, for one no, no, game? No, again, again, assuming we beat New Zealand and we move on to the World Cup. Well, then he's, he's considered he's, he's, he's basically saying, would that be considered a failure? And do we think we should... Can Burhalter before the World Cup is the way I'm reading that. <laughs> Not to U.S. soccer, it won't be considered a failure. Qualified, I guess, technically. All they care and about? It's an extra $10 million in their coffers, or $12 you, million in their coffers. Did you qualify? That's yeah. all U.S. soccer cares about. They don't care how he gets it done. Who are, we, uh, who are we talking to that basically stated that that's all that he was brought in to do? Was that was that a Shredder? Was it Shredder? Archer, you're right. Was, was I think it was Bill. Archer. Yeah, yeah, the whole point the whole, the whole point for Burhalter was to qualify. I mean, obviously, any manager for the national team has to qualify, but they're not looking far into the future with it. Is what is what we were what Archer was talking about, right? They were looking just, at, hey, let's just qualify. Yeah, you know, let's let's get that monkey off our back, and then I we'll mean, listen, uh, worry about it moving forward. There's no doubt that a lot of people would be up in arms if we had to play that game, um, and the shit would be hitting the fan. But as soon as Greg got us qualified, they'd be like, see, hey, nothing to look at here. Everything's fine. All Let's part of the on. master plan. Let's move on. PFOC does need a call, by the way, Hydra. But you're about to see our center forward picks. And you're not yes. going to be happy because these are Greg's picks. Or what will be Greg's picks. And don't blame us. We're just <laughs> we're just channeling our inner Gregs. Doing the best. It's a dark place to be. So, despite Pepe struggling at Augsburg, I think he's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be our top option. I mean, they'll use him, whatever game they use him on, he's still considered a top option at this point. He went and visited Josh Sargent at Norwood City in public. He watched the whole game. He's been keeping in touch with Josh quite a bit through his transition. He's Josh scored a couple goals a couple weeks ago. Um, I think Sargent makes it. Now, the debate is Ferrer versus Pfock, mm. and honestly, just knowing Greg, that's going to be Ferrer, and Pfock is going to be left off because he's I, only bringing three. He's only bringing just, three. Yeah, Brett. It, I know, I know. That's why I put uh, I, I differentiated us here. What I the fuck like... does D and B mean? Dumb and bad? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Dick's choice and Brett's choice, right? Dicks and breasts. <laughs> <laughs> uh Derek, I think you picked Ferreira. And I don't I don't blame you for picking him. Oh, D means me. Okay. But B stands for Brett and I picked Peafock over him. 
I was like, I mean, be like the fire. You 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 go on a win the previous window preaching about how oh in order to uh in order to be called into the national team, you have to be informed. And we have our most informed striker not even getting a call. Greg doesn't give a fuck about that. I know, but he mentioned, and that's his fault for mentioning that. He shouldn't have said that shit. Said, hey, this is who I'm calling in. Get over it. That's what he should have said. I don't think that he's going to get any heat for that. So, I mean, unless we lose the games, then he'll get heat for not bringing PFOC. But he'll get more heat about Brooks. He'll get more heat about Brooks. Sure, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, unless Ferrer comes in and just lights it up and does like gets a game-winning assist, like he did technically, I guess against Honduras. Um, but it wasn't against Honduras. It was El Salvador. Got the game-winning assist against El Salvador. Uh, but unless he does it again this uh, this window, then then I would absolutely believe that the, at least the fan base. I mean, Berhalter's gonna be like, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't care, you know. But there'll be enough. I think there'll be enough uh, fans of like, why didn't we call in a guy who's got like whatever it is, like 13 goals or whatever it is. Uh, ridiculous. He's our most informed striker. Why are you not calling him in? Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just telling so, you what Greg I know, I know, I know that. I'm just I'm, – Yeah. I think that Greg doesn't value a player like Pifat. He should, especially, let's say, if a guy like Acosta is taking the set pieces. Pifat is a motherfucker in the air. He mm-hmm. will hit some – he will find a way to get shit in the goal. If you put the ball in the junk area and let it bounce around a bit, I mean, he'll find a way to score. And that's how he scores a lot of his goals, actually. So um, I just think it would be a mistake not to have a guy like PFOC who can come in in the last 20 minutes when you need a goal and put his head on the ball and score. So, or be in the right place at the right time and poach it and get it in. So I, I, we missed a question. Um, I saw it earlier. Um, but the question yeah. was just a regular question because I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you talked about the Peppy tweet situation? What Peppy tweet? You would yeah, that, that's what I was doing. While you were talking there, I was like, Pep, I was on Twitter looking at Peppy, and I was like, I don't see anything. Uh, uh, Jose, do you have an, uh, an explanation for yourself in this one? Because I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, it was Spencer Daughtry who said, any chance we see Sebastian Soto or Hoppy in Nations League? More likely Hoppy. Soto, really? I know that you were talking about Soto's picked up like 20 pounds of muscle or something like that. Dude, that guy's buff now. Yeah. He's buff. I watched him play Livingston against, uh, who the fuck was it? Was it Celtic? Yeah. I watched that game. And dude, when he was on the sideline, like bouncing around, getting ready to go in, they're like, and next coming in is Sebastian Soto. I'm like, what? That's Sebastian Soto? Get the fuck well, out of here. But, what you're saying is when he wasn't getting playing time at Porto, he was uh, doing crunches all He was game. pumping some weights, dude. Because <laughs> his upper body is like, it's maxed out, man. I mean, he ain't Morris thick, but he's getting there. Um, so he was pretty thick. And I was like, damn. And he, he'd had some good moments in his little 20 minutes that he got. Or, I mean, Livingston was, they were totally outplayed, obviously, uh, by Celtic, but... Uh, man, great. Uh, Jose, I'm going to have to look into that further. I don't know anything about this. I haven't seen anything on Twitter. Um, and usually that type of stuff gets passed around. Yeah, I haven't heard anything so about that. That's, that's news to me, if that's the case. Yep. Uh, oh, well, no idea. Uh, if you like to racist treat towards Mexicans. Hmm. I mean, I need to see it to know the context and have context. 
I mean, it seemed like a really dumb thing to do because he is Mexican. He's yeah. Mexican American. <laughs> yeah. So it uh, doesn't seem like that'd be a very smart thing to do. Uh, since he is Mexican, I don't know why he would be racist against himself. But, you know, that's just a natural instinct. He may be said something horrible about Mexican fans. I don't know. I don't know. So it looks like uh, I'm, I'm uh, venturing into the wrong part of Twitter and I don't speak Spanish. So mm-hmm. that won't help me any. I'll, no. I'll, I'll take a look and find out what tweet it was. I'm assuming it has to do with the uh, the incident that occurred recently. What's that? The uh, the right the the uh, the killings that occurred. The killings. Yeah, there's the whole uh, right between fans, and there's like videos oh, all over the place. That yeah. Well, uh, I Could guess be. the Mexican Federation is coming out saying that there were no killings. Well, there are uh, three people in critical such critical. I've I've seen the videos. I'm like, there's no way that person's not dead. So, yeah, I mean, there are three people in critical situations in in the hospital. The rest of everybody else will, they're non-critical, probably be fine. But you know, it always sucks. It sucks to see that kind of violence at a soccer game. Yeah, it's just bullshit, dude. It's like, listen, soccer's here for us to be like entertained by and to, to be loved and and cherished. It's not here to fight over. This isn't a fucking... Listen, we had to deal with ultras at Indy 11 from other teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous, dude. That. It's like, don't put, don't pump your fucking chest at me. Really. I'm here for the game. I know you're visiting Indy and you want to get in my face and shit, but please, let's just have fun out here. All right? This is a fun game. Our team's going to beat your team and you shouldn't get that upset about it. So, all right. Uh, So Alex is saying 15 people have died. And uh, Salazar has said that the Mexican authorities have hid deaths before. Yeah, I don't know. I just, all I know is from reading the news at like whatever time it was today, a lot earlier. And so if a lot of things got worse than they were in the original reports, I I haven't heard about it. Yeah. So, so. Well, I guess that in the end, it kind of uh, Jose saying that um, the whole Pepe thing smells of an accident, probably similar to uh, Hoppy liking the Berhalter outside. <laughs> if that was an accident, whoops! Otherwise, he better he he better be a fucking Duke fan or a North Carolina <laughs> fan or whatever the yeah. hell that is. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know which one was it. Was it Duke? It was Duke or North Carolina, and I don't. He didn't grow up anywhere near either of those teams. So if he's a fan of those teams, that's news to me. Who's the uh, Frankie Hey dude of the cycle? No one. No one. There's not going to be ever another Frankie Hey duck. I mean, the closest you got is as far as speed wise down the wing would be maybe Yedlin in his younger years. But yeah, there's no Frankie other Frankie Hey duck. He's he is his own dude. Most <laughs> underrated goal, in your opinion? In my opinion, it's probably when all this free kick goal versus Switzerland in the 1994 World Cup. It's a nice one. I mean, it's not underrated for me. I was there. So I, I don't think that I I personally consider it underrated because well, at I the guess, time it blew up. I mean, yeah, as much as you can blow up without social media back then. It was a big Yeah, and I, guess, I guess underrated in that sense comes to uh... – Comes to the point of whether or not just people know about it now. I mean, 
I mean, how, how many how many fans now? How many young fans now really go back through the old days and find what we would have deemed as an important goal uh, as well, an important goal? The most important goal in my lifetime, and I mentioned to you this before the show started, mm-hmm. was Paul uh, Caligari's goal against Trinidad in Tobago, known as dubbed as the shot heard round the world, which got us into the first World Cup in like fifty years. Or 40 years, 30? I can't remember what yeah. it was. It was a long last, time. Last, the time prior to that, we got, what, third place? Was that I think it was 40, 40 years, if I have to do the math in my head right now. It was like, it was like 1950, years. I think, or something like that is when it was. So yeah, that is a goal like nobody knows about. Like, people don't realize how bad we were for, so, for my whole childhood. And then we finally qualified for a World Cup. And I had to read about it in goddamn USA Today. Because it wasn't on TV. Not that I, I don't remember being on TV. And if it was, I missed it. I was a young kid. But I used to run to the door to get my USA Today to see what was happening with the U.S. National team because I knew qualifying was on. And back then you could get some nice, they had a bunch of nice writers there. There's one guy specifically who did soccer. And that was the section I jumped to in my in the sports section every time. So Do you still run to get your USA Today? No. And uh, I don't, uh, I didn't, I don't even know if it's around. I'm sure it is, but I mean, I watched footage of it later. There were some, um, ESPN covered some of the, uh, that goal in particular, that bomb by Calgary, um, on their shows. So, you know, I did get to see it and then we made the world cup, man. I was just blown away. It's blown away. Mm. Who's my dad? What? Yeah, Jose's asking a question. Who's my dad? Uh, statistics would show, Jose, that it's either going to be a mailman, a milkman, um, plumber, or cable guy. If porn's told me anything. What? Why? <laughs> there are like actors named Jose. <laughs> there are like rich people named Jose. And the guy who owns the... Uh... No, 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 I'm saying statistics in general. When you don't know your dad, it's something like that. It's usually. Oh, he doesn't know who his dad the, the is. Milk, yeah, he's like, who's my dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea who your dad is. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, yeah. that sucks. But figure it out, Jose. I mean, you can do a DNA Get back to us on that later. Yeah. That's an odd question. <laughs> Very odd. What the fuck? All right, so if Bobby Wood, the Hawaiian Messi, scores 30 goals this season, does he deserve a call-up? Yes, but he's not going to score 30 goals. No. He'll score like 11, 12. And uh, even if he scores 30 goals this season, that I guess that, technically speaking, if he scores 30 goals this season, that means he'd be entering the World Cup on that big of a high. You Probably with an MLS Cup behind his belt, too. Dude, if he scores 30 goals, he's going to get called up. I'm calling up, yeah. You can't, you can't you can't be that hot and not that's, hot and fire, you know. You know that's, that's period. There's just no way you can get around it. Nobody <laughs> scores 30 goals. I mean, even if he scores 20 goals, one down, one to go. He will probably get a call up. He will get a sniff at one of the friendlies or nations league or whatever. He will. Alexa, uh, will Bobby Wood get called up? Oh, she's she's having difficulty connecting. She's not connected to her Wi-Fi right now. Sucks for you, Alexa. Bobby Wood. <laughs> Love the name. Bobby Wood really destroyed his own career in Germany. He did it to himself. So there you go. 
I'm glad he's having success at RSL, however minimal it was last season because of injuries. Maybe this season he stays healthy the whole time and just scores like a banshee. I'm not willing to give up on him. I think at one point Bobby Wood was one of the best strikers we had. So there you go. So Colin Post says uh, 27, and I, I, he says not a prediction. So he mm. does not predict that Berhalter will call this up. All right, Colin, we're going to go easy here. Uh, I'm assuming the goalkeepers are because everybody's injured, right? No yeah. on Bingham. No on Yarbrough. So, I mean, if you want them, fine. It's fine. But there's no way. They're they're so far out of it. They, there's no consideration. Yarbrough. Well, I mean, there's no, no There's no reason you would never expect Johnson not to get called up in this situation. Yes, name's Johnson. He's getting called up. Um, defense, Zimmerman's fine. Robinson, yeah. Miazga, no. He hasn't played. He doesn't play for all of this. So... I mean, you could still like him. He, if you want to yeah. like him, you can like him. But he doesn't I, play. I, I still like I, I like Miazga. Um, I, I to your point though, even when he has played recently, it has not been that great. Um, Long, yeah, he's a Greg favorite. Uh, Farrell, no, he's nowhere in the no. Even the he's not even in. Like if there was a, a give a shit meter that Greg had in his head. Farrell would be like out of 10, he'd be at a two. Like he doesn't care about Farrell. Hmm. Uh, Cannon, maybe. Yeah. We brought Likely. Cannon tonight. Dest, Likely. yes. Yep. Jedi, yep. Mm-hmm. Jones, Dewan Jones, I'm guessing. It must be a Revs fan. I didn't know Colin Reese was a Revs fan. If he's a Revs fan, that's wishful thinking on Jones. I like Jones, but you know, I don't I don't think there's any likelihood he'll be called up. Adams. Yes. yes. Uh, Richards. Why is Richards in the midfield? Well, are we mistake are we missing out on a different Richards? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. Crit. Hmm. Maybe he wants to play uh, holding midfield. Yeah. Well, that's kind of odd. I mean, you must be playing a different formation altogether, Colin. That's all I got to say. Casa, yeah, Musa, Musa, yeah, De La Torre, Real yeah. Quick. Real quick, uh, Berlin, it's a holiday here. Good night. Night, man. Thanks for joining up on us. Good night. Fucking holiday is that? I don't know. Say he's drunk, too. <laughs> it's called the drunk holiday. Okay. Yep. That's every, that's every day. <laughs> Fucking A. Fucking holiday is it in Germany? I don't Real even quick, know. Another one, uh, ER for $1.99. Thanks. No questions, just supporting your drinking habits. Thank you. We appreciate that. The decimal points off at least one. I mean, I'm on. (laughs) I'm down to like at least a sip here. So I've got melted ice at this point. This segment is going to end soon. And so we'll just do Adams, Richards, Kostyam, Mihailovic is fine. Corona. Okay. Corona. No. The dude has no team. I don't think he has a club yet. International Women's Holiday. Of course. Of course it is. Couldn't be something simple. Had to be something complicated and political. Of course, it's the International Women's Holiday. Wait, is that is that is that code for your girlfriend's birthday? Could be, <laughs> but if it's international, that's not something we do here. I've not even heard of that before. 
Dude, there's there's a today. Uh, oh, the, today is the day of cheese or whatever the fuck they do. The the individual day holidays. It's so Dude, stupid. Today is uh, International Day for Wine. I'm just like, that's every day. Why? Every why day's we, why a day for it? cheese. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> cheese is the bomb. All cheeses. Like I, I like all. how the two holidays I picked there were wine and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take those every day over yeah. whatever. And uh, Polisic, Pepe, Wea, Aronson, mm-hmm. Areola. Sure, we talked about them. Uh, you're all good I, up. I, I, all I guess, good up until wood. Then, I guess if we're if we're looking at the before we look at the other two, I think Areola question over Morris. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think Areola is still going to get called this window. We talked about that. I'm just basically saying if this is even remotely possible. Or sure, not. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Wood, no. He's got to score 15 goals this season to get back in the picture. 20 goals. Altidore, same thing. Doesn't even didn't even he's start got, for the Rebs. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, there's too many revs on this team. Uh, number one, that's all I got to say. But hey, that's a minor complaint. Thanks for trying. We we try, we're trying to do Greg's list. I'm getting what you're going at though. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our favorite players. I mean, outside of a handful, a couple of players, there's still still a list that we were like, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely definitely a couple of players in each position that were like, "Eh, I don't see that happening. Yeah, it sounded more like a personal favorite than anything else, Mm -hmm. than a realism favorite. Because, well, listen, if you're guessing, I guess if you're going to go balls out and just do your own list, fuck reality, you know? So just do. So I started off in this cycle. I would just post what I wanted, and you'd be like, "No, Greg's going to do this." And then, come the actual game itself, (laughs) you looked like a brilliant guy, and I looked like an idiot on the street yelling at clouds, going. "Ah." Mm. So actually, what you used to say was, "Well, it's sort of a mix between what I want (laughs) and what Greg will want." Basically, that means that we would agree on about eighty-five percent, and then I would sit there and go like. X, Y, and Z, you know, and you're like, no, it's going to be, you know, A, B, and C instead. Dude, you can't blend those two things. That's like blending brandy and, uh, and, um, I don't know, some nasty beer, some Miller Lite or something. Depends on the time of night, I guess. Yeah. You can't blend those two (laughs) things. It's pretty gross. So are we done or we have more questions or because it's been a minute, uh, hour and 38 minutes. It's our longest one yet. Fuck. Why is the hour thing not happening? How come we never get back? Do you really have to ask that question? All we do is talk. God damn it. All right. Well, hey, guys. That was fun. Thank you for showing up again and uh, for having all those great comments and questions. We appreciate it. We're going to continue to do these live shows, I think, twice a week, uh, Mondays and Thursdays, starting at 8.15, unless something else goes wacky. I know we scheduled with Pete today, so we're actually, during the the qualifiers, USA versus Panama. We're going to be on Pete show um, March 27th after directly after the USA Panama game. So just join us over there. Are yeah. we not doing the pregame too? I thought I don't know if that was a group thing. No, we're not doing pregame. I don't think so. We're just doing after game with Pete. And so that kind of just going to cancel out our show. But we're hoping that by going on Pete show and being sort of his uh, wingman for the after game there that that might attract other people to watch our show. Um, so it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a weighted risk for us. Cause I mean, we'd rather hang out with all of you, but you guys can all go to Pete's show There you go. on that night on March 27th. Well, 
As we found out on uh, Thursday, whenever uh, Filippo and us had a uh, live stream on the same time, people were like, no, we want to watch both. Yeah. We got it worked out for the best. We fixed our times. Yep. Filippo went earlier than we went once we realized we were scheduled on the same day. So we're trying not to like jump on top. We're, we're trying not to collide with one another on these live broadcasts. And we're going to stick together. I think I've mentioned this before because we have to. Um, well, not because we have to, but I think it's important that we support all the other independent guys coming up who are actually more popular than we are because we just got started. But they're doing a great job and they should be commended for the work and um, and not um, there shouldn't be any suspicion around what they're trying to accomplish or what they're trying to do or what they're saying um, by either mainstream media or uh cynics i mean they can they want to they're free to express their cynicism about pete and filippo and and even sam if they want to or even fifa america but we're all i think we all have good intentions here and that's the point and we want to be supportive of them and their good intentions we get a lot less shit than they do which is we thank you for that we thank you for your support um and uh we're just going to keep chugging along we got one more segment to do so we got the Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All right. Until the next time on Straight Red Card, make sure you like, subscribe, share it with your grandma. Do it again. Boop. Ah, fuck. <laughs> and like it. That's way too many likes. I got a comment on a channel. Fuck. <laughs> oh. That should probably do. It should probably do. That should probably do. Thank you for watching the Straight Red Card. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with your grandma. Your grandma is probably about as old as I am. Seriously, she probably is. Again, thanks for supporting the show. Let's keep kicking it on down the fucking road. Good night. <laughs> that hurt. Ha, 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 ha